You're listening to a teaching from Sundown Church. We hope you encounter God through our podcast and experience freedom in your life. Earlier this year, Parker told told all the staff that we were going to have a turn to preach. And I'm just the media person, so I didn't think I should be counted in that. Uh, Perks of being a pastor's wife, right? You can get out of those things, but no. (laughs) Today is my turn, and in a few weeks, you guys will get to hear from Dobby. So um, I am tempted to apologize that I'm not Parker and I'm not Jay, but I will not do that because I just believe, like, I wonder what the Lord thinks when we apologize when we are not somebody else or just apologizing for who we are because he made you. And so I just wonder, like, what is going through his mind when we say these things? Like, I made you for a unique and specific purpose. So walk in it with confidence. Um, This morning, I mostly just want to share testimony about how I kind of got from back there to up here, and like, now I'm singing. And so I'm just going to share, like, how that started. Um, And because I'm not Parker, you guys don't have to play Bible trivia, so I'm going to reference some scripture, but you won't have to turn to it, and there will just be one big block at the end. Um, So when I talk this morning, I'm going to use the word worship a little bit. Um, I am mostly referring to singing, but I hope that you know I don't believe worship is just singing or playing an instrument. I believe that We worship every day, uh, every moment, whether we're doing the dishes or we're teaching or we're farming, whatever it is, um, you can worship in that. Um, And I just, like, I get so excited about heaven because I think sometimes we teach it like, you're just going to stand there and you're going to sing and like, that's heaven. But I disagree. (laughs) I just believe like he's given us so many gifts and talents and we, you know, we will see art in heaven and we will see the things that we love um, there. And so... Um, it's just exciting. But I, so Paul tells us in Thessalonians, he says to pray without ceasing. And the word that's used there not only means to pray, but it also means to ask earnestly and humbly and to worship. And I love thinking about it in in that sense, like worship without ceasing. Because for me, like now that scripture is like, it's feasible. I can do that. Like praying, sometimes we think it's like just speaking, um, and it's more than that too. But um, to think about it, it's like you're worshiping every moment of every day. Um, I find that like worship and prayer are so intertwined. Like as we sing, like we're, we are interceding, you know, and intercession like sparks worship. Um, it's all full of power. So my favorite thing about worship is that power that we experience um, during this time, but all throughout the day, like when you're getting ready to jump, it's like, it's just like all this building up inside of you. To me, um, that's, you know, what worship is. Um, And so I had thought about joining the team for a while, but I always made an excuse why I couldn't or I shouldn't, um, or, you know, I lived in this spirit of comparison. Um, And I was kind of content to sit there because uh, it doesn't really require much of you. Uh, You don't have to step outside of your comfort zone. Uh, But what it does do is it robs you of God's best for you. And it's a very dangerous place to live because you will continually live in the what ifs. Like, what if I tried? What if I don't try? What if I fail? And uh, God is not in the what ifs, I have found. you know, if, you, if you're stuck there, you're probably never going to start the very thing that he has for you. 
Um, and when you're in the what ifs, like God is not in that. Uh, I just don't believe that he's trying to play mind games with you. Uh, he's a God of certainty and he's not a God of mistakes. And he is busy working everything out for your good, every circumstance, even the bad ones. Um, at least in my own story, I can look back on something that I thought was hard and tough, but coming out of it, I can see how the Lord worked it uh, for my good. And so Paul reminds us in 1 Corinthians that we are all recipients of different gifts and talents. So the same God who gives them, but just different gifts and talents. So again, do not apologize for not being someone else. You are you and if you have, even if you have like callings, like to, to speak or even to sing, um, it's very different. What you carry and what you bring to the table is unique to you, and it's for everyone else. Um, you are no less significant than someone else's talent. <laughs> Whatever you have, it's great. Um, and so some of you will remember when Rhea and Amanda came and they prophesied here, uh, Rhea said that I was a beautiful rose that the Lord wanted to, to put on display, and she made me dance. And after that, I just like kept asking the Lord, like, okay, give me a passion for dancing. Like, it just, it was very logical. <laughs> and I grew up in dance class, and so it just kind of, like, I didn't think it was going to be that difficult. But uh, that passion never came. But what did grow out of that was this passion for worship and for singing, um, and so fast forward to quarantine. Last year, we had been on some video calls with Jay and Carrie and their friends in Portland. And one night, Jay was praying over worshipers and the songwriters that the Lord was raising up in this time. And in the moment, just in my spirit, I was like, yes, like, that is me. I want that. And um, later, that same evening, their friend Psalms was praying, and she prayed specifically over my voice. And... Uh, it just, it was so specific to me because of the internal conversation I'd been having with the Lord. Um, and I knew that I was, I just needed to say yes. <laughs> um, sometimes I think we'll find ourselves saying yes before we really know what the question is or um, just a full scope of what that yes means. Um, but I just, I just trust the Lord in those moments. I think often that's Him trying to get your attention. Um, so later that night, I woke up in the middle of the night. I had this burning in my chest, and it wasn't like hot burn. <laughs> like, I can explain it. Like, sometimes the Lord will speak or he'll ask you to do something or pray over someone, and you don't do it, so, like, this burning grows. <laughs> and you're just like, you know it's the Lord because it won't go away. Um, and I went into the morning, and I asked Parker, like, what do you think this is, like, tell me. Like, I, I, I didn't know. And um, he just, he left and he called me from the road and he just said, what have you been asking God for? Like, it sounds like he's giving it to you. Uh, and there was one thing and that was the singing and the songwriting. And um, then the burning went away. Uh, so um, it still took a little bit for me to feel comfortable in that. Um, I tried putting terms on this, yes, like, I can just sing in the back, like, where Luke stands, you know, like, I, it'll be fine, like, I can just join in with everyone, and the Lord stopped me, and he said, you know, someday you're going to sing by yourself, <laughs> and someday you're going to lead by yourself, and so I am, um, you know, just taking steps forward with that. Um, it really uh, unfolded before I would have considered myself ready for it, 
Um, if any of you like know the Enneagram, I'm a number one, which is, uh, I, I call it the perfectionist. That's not what it's called. But I, I have very big attention to detail, and I like to do things well. Um, and so singing for me is like not one of those things that I'm immediately great at. And, um, you know, I would have been like, I'm going to learn to sing, and I'm going to learn how to do this, and I'm going to do it in this order, and then I'm going to be ready. But that's the beauty of God, is that he makes you ready. Um, and so this is kind of off topic, but like my testimony growing up is um, one of those testimonies where I didn't really experience anything bad. I just, I never had a motivation to try drugs or to be drunk or any of that. So my story is just kind of like, I just lived a very simple life. <laughs> and uh, it's hard to share that story sometimes because um, people will look at it and say, well, your life is just so perfect. And it's not, I promise you. But um, I just like, I just have experienced things differently. Um, and um, I just know, like, people who come from other pasts, like, different pasts, we all have a different past. But you, a lot of people will understand the depths of the grace of God in a way that's so much more deep than I ever will. Um, and it's all beautiful. Um, so anyways, I have this attention to detail. And... Um, I just trust that the Lord's like power is made perfect in our weaknesses, and when we're ready to like just put it all before Him, like He's gonna make you ready. <laughs> I was talking to someone the other day about you know whether or not they wanted to have kids, and they just said, you know, there's never really a good time to have kids. And my answer is, you know, there's never really a bad time to have kids either. I just think whatever it is, like the Lord is gonna make you ready, and that doesn't mean that there's not work involved in the process either. Um, I'm learning like how to take care of my voice and how to play the piano, how like music theory, um, you know, taking steps towards like that promise of I will write a song someday. Um, you know, but if the things, it's all exciting. None of it seems like hard work to me. It's not like taxing. I don't, I look forward to the time that I can sit down and, and learn these things. So if, if God has called you to something and you're not excited about it, check in with him. <laughs> He's not a boring God. And I know that from experience. When Parker and I first moved out here, we lived in the spirit of discontent and we were ready to leave. Um, and until we really gave in to the Lord's calling, um, sundown, like since then, sundown has never looked the same. And it's hard to imagine that we would ever leave. Um, you know, and... It doesn't make sense to everyone. We, we really try to convince our family to move out here. And I know a lot of them are like, it's the middle of nowhere. <laughs> um, you know, but it's our life to live. It's our story. And it's not to be compared to someone else's because this is the calling on our life. And each of you have a calling on your life too, um, something that's very specific to you. Um, and so I'm, I'm keeping it short. <laughs> but I am, I'm going to read... 1 Corinthians 12, and I'm reading it from the message. I don't typically read that version, but I knew we were going to have kids in here today, and it's more elaborate than some other versions. Um, and then I am going to sing a song, and I would just encourage you, like as we're singing, to ask the Lord, you know, what are the dreams that you have put in my heart? Um, what are the gifts and talents that you have given me? Um, 
And will you let him share those with those around you? Uh, So 1 Corinthians 12. What I want to talk about now is the various ways God's Spirit gets worked into our lives. This is complex and often misunderstood, but I want you to be informed and knowledgeable. Remember how you were when you didn't know God, led from one phony God to another, never knowing what you were doing, just doing it because everybody else did it? It's different in this life. God wants us to use our intelligence to seek to understand as well as we can. For instance, by using your heads, you know perfectly well that the Spirit of God would never prompt anyone to say, Jesus be damned, nor would anyone be inclined to say, Jesus is master, without the insight of the Holy Spirit. God's various gifts are handed out everywhere, but they all originate in God's Spirit. God's various ministries are carried out everywhere, but they all originate in God's Spirit. God's various expressions of power are in action everywhere, but God himself is behind it all. Each person is given something to do that shows who God is. Everyone gets it. Everyone benefits. All kinds of things are handed out by the Spirit and to all kinds of people. The variety is wonderful. Wise counsel, clear understanding, simple trust, healing the sick, miraculous acts, proclamation, distinguishing between spirits, tongues, interpretation of tongues, All these gifts have a common origin, but are handed out one by one by the Spirit of God. He decides who gets what and when. You can easily see how this kind of thing works by looking no further than your own body. Your body has many parts, limbs, organs, cells, but no matter how many parts you can name, you're still one body. It's exactly the same with Christ. By means of His one Spirit, we all said goodbye to our partial and uh, piecemeal lives. We each used to independently call our own shots, Then we entered into a large and integrated life in which He has the final say in everything. This is what we proclaimed in word and action when we were baptized. Each of us is now a part of His resurrection uh, body, refreshed and sustained at one fountain, His Spirit. We are all to come to drink. The old labels we once used to identify ourselves, labels like Jew or Greek, slave or free, are no longer useful. We need something larger, more comprehensive. I want you to think about how all this makes you more significant, not less. A body isn't just a single part blown up into something huge. It's all different but similar parts arranged and functioning together. If Foot said, I'm not elegant like a hand, embellished with rings, I guess I don't belong to this body, would that make it so? If Air said, I'm not beautiful like I, transparent and expressive, I don't deserve a place on the head, would you want to remove it from the body? If the body was all eye, how could it hear? If all ear, how could it smell? And as it is, we see that God has carefully placed each part of the body right where he wanted it. But I also want you to think about how this keeps your significance from getting blown up into self-importance. For no matter how significant you are, it is only because of what you are a part of. An enormous eye or a gigantic hand wouldn't be a body, but a monster. What we have is one body with many parts, each its proper size and in its proper place. No part is important on its own. Can you imagine eye telling hand, get lost, I don't need you, or head telling foot, you're fired, your job's been phased out. As a matter of fact, in practice, it works the other way. The lower part, the more basic and therefore necessary. You can live without an eye, for instance, but not without a stomach. When it's a part of your own body, you are concerned with it. It makes no difference whether the pot is visible or clothed, higher or lower. You give it dignity and honor just as it is, without comparisons. If anything you have more concern for the lower parts 
uh, than the higher. If you had to choose, wouldn't you prefer good digestion to full-bodied hair? The way God designed our bodies is a model for understanding our lives together as a church. Every pot dependent on every other pot. The pots we mention and the pots we don't. The pots we see and the pots we don't. If one pot hurts, every other pot is involved in the hurt and in the healing. If one pot flourishes, every other pot enters into the exuberance. You are Christ's body. That's who you are. You must never forget this. Only as you accept your part of that body does your pot mean anything. You're familiar with some of the pots that God has formed in His church, which is His body. Apostles, prophets, teachers, miracle workers, healers, helpers, organizers, those who pray in tongues. But it's obvious by now, isn't it, that Christ's church is a complete body and not a gigantic, undimensional pot. It's not all apostle, not all prophet, not all miracle worker, not all healer, not all prayer in tongues, not all interpreter of tongues. And yet some of you keep competing for so-called important parts. But now I want to lay out a far better way for you. So God, I just thank you um, that you have given us all different giftings and different strengths and different weaknesses and that you are powerful in all of it, the strengths and the weaknesses, Lord, that you get to shine no matter what it is. Um, And so as we sing this song, we just ask for you to give us eyes to see the things that you have waiting for us, maybe the things that we've put on the back burner or we've forgotten um, about. Lord, just um, renew these passions in our hearts um, and just help us to see you in all of it. Thanks for listening to this message. For more resources, visit sundownchurch.com.